Hey, welcome to uh, Run the Means. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Um, it is July 9th, and this is an America where we're probably going to lose Roe versus Wade because Donald Trump has announced his new Supreme Court pick. Haiti is burning, and uh, Nicaragua wants peace. And um, white people are still wilding out and calling the cops on black people for just existing out here. And um, yeah, there's a lot going on. So let's get started. This is a special episode of Run the Means where it's nothing but fucking jib jab. We're just going to go ahead and go over everything. No transitions, no nothing. It's just going to be a freestyle episode. Our first episode because we are entirely too uh, inebriated to do anything else. <laughs> so <laughs> let's go ahead and get started with the unofficial Jib Jab episode. Jib-jab. All right. So in this special edition of Run the Means in our Jib Jab episode, we'll just go ahead and start off uh, talking about what the hell happened today with Donald Trump picking um, a Supreme Court justice. Apparently this guy is super conservative he, he knew it was. Yeah, well, I mean, we knew it was. We knew that was coming. Like, anybody, like, you should have been, we knew it was coming. Like, I mean, the guy pretty much, like, said no Vaseline on us, right? Like, he just, we knew from day one that it was going to hurt. And mm-hmm. um, I, so I haven't fully read up on all of the guy's things. I just know that he, like, his position is, like, a president should never be, like, investigated or put under investigation. Oh, like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, brought up on charges or anything basically you should have a level of immunity yeah no yeah that's that's his that's of course his. trump would take him yeah yeah of course and then, and then that, there's that whole russia thing but here's the thing let's be clear people are like of course he make him because you know that's gonna help with the russia thing but you know they're not gonna find anything liberals liberals use that russia thing as a way to like excuse the fact that they're not doing a fucking thing ultimately to fight this man on some real levels they're just being like russia 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 and you know, they hope that it sticks, but let's be clear, like, <laughs> so there's that. Gonna happen yeah, this guy is definitely, like, he's pro-corporate, like, pro-capitalist, like, and then what, of course, you know, predictably, liberals jumped right on, you know, writing, well, guys, maybe it won't be so bad, you know, just being like, oh, you know, trying to come up with ways to, like, it's going to be bad, motherfuckers, he's going to try and get rid of <laughs> which let's be clear you're a fucking idiot if you motherfucking think that women are gonna stop getting rid of babies out of their fucking guts that they don't fucking want if i don't want a kid i'm gonna get find a way to get rid of it come hell or high water all right and not you or anybody's gonna stop me from fucking doing that and women and even putting them in jail or whatever is not gonna stop them from doing that they'll just fucking risk it Right, because I'll tell you what, I'd rather be in motherfucking jail with my body belonging to me than being <laughs> nine months with a pregnancy I did not want. You see what I'm saying? Um, especially if it's under circumstances like rape or incest or something like that. So mm-hmm. that's where we're at with that. So we'll have to see what happens. But you already know what's gonna happen. They're gonna raise a little stink. Five or six liberals, you know the ones, the Feinsteins, the Mansions, and you know that type. They're gonna go towards. They're going to go for it. He's going to get sworn in and we're going to have a real uh, woman's revolution on our hands. So I actually kind of welcome it. Um, When you piss off women, historically, they tend to 
uh, fight back hard. So, you know, bring it on. Bring it on, I guess. <laughs> um, anything else interesting happening to you, Ricky Cricket? I didn't even introduce you. I feel bad. We didn't introduce ourselves. I'm already Tank Bay. And uh, I'm joined by, tickets. there you go, just in case you're a first timer. I, I guess I, at this point, I assumed everyone's listened to our podcast by now. I know who we are. And we don't need any fucking introduction. <laughs> mm. And so last um, last week, or the week before last, I can't remember, um, the Janice decision came down. And basically, it's a final or a huge, huge, huge blow to public sector unions. Um, yeah. And it's like, I think unions in general. They, they, like, <sighs> so I'm reading Settlers by Jay Sakai, right? And you have some, you know, white leftists who, and even some black leftists, but usually they're white leftists who are like, oh, you know, it's not bad, but it's got, you know, I disagree with it on these levels. I just don't. And it's usually some kind of like, apologetic shit for like the shit that he's talking about as far as like white labor not doing what they were supposed to be doing as far as like solidarity and i have issues with some of, like some of the things he needs citations on like he was like i know and i'm pretty sure these things are happening and he may never be able to find citations for some of these things because the people are all dead or they hit it but i just you know i i understand like it's not an infallible book but it's fucking on point because we see what happens and um, he was just talking about, like, I didn't know if you knew this, but, like, this is wild to me. Like, I guess at one point, the, like, white unions were, like, if you if you don't hire white European, like, men, we won't work for you. Like, we will get all of our people out. Mm-hmm. And then, like, they openly like went with the white supremacists like they went so they were supposed to be in unions they were labor leaders even some of them considered themselves and i'm going to put strong air quotes around this socialists but they would be like oh they we don't want a country full of quote um effet asiatic men end quote and i was so i'm reading this and i'm like with this i'm just saying that and this was in the 1900s and that's not counting like the white labor um, guys that got together and actually like had like a, a riot where they like dragged out, I think 20 Chinese um, American or Chinese um, immigrant workers and like killed them. So I guess what I'm saying is I'm not surprised that eventually, like, I guess I'm not surprised with the way unions went that it was ultimately a, a privileged white guy who had tons of money backing from capitalist sources who killed it. Like, I guess it was like the writing was on the wall. All the times that this could have been reined in and it could have, you know, like labor could really have fully made the necessary changes well before any of this happened. They didn't make any of the changes. They just let the shit, you know, just go out of control. They didn't work on radicalizing or anything like that. And now here we are. And I just feel like it was par for the course. And I don't know why anyone was surprised that something like this was going to happen. Because if you read just any of these things, even if it's, you know, Angela Davis's book or Asada's book or even um, Settlers, um, like, I just don't understand why people were surprised that that uh, that it would that it would end this way and that somebody would betray the working class that way. But we'll see. We'll ultimately see. Um They'll have to figure it out. And then what you'll have to do is you'll have to have a union that's based on strong ideas and not fucking views. 
right? And um, maybe they'll be able to earn people's respect because a lot of people seem to think that they're only good for extracting dues from them. And I'm sure some of the unions are only good for that. But it's because they're no longer radical anymore. So we'll see. Get more black people. Get more black women in there. More radical, poor, working class black women. And your union will see 100% more radicalization. Trust me. Yeah, but you know it's America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Did you see that? Um, so, like, we're one of the most 10 dangerous places for women. Yep. With Saudi Arabia and Afghanistan. Too, it, oddly enough, like, I, I, Afghanistan is a country we've destabilized. I think that's karma. <laughs> that we joined the ranks of a, of a country that we destabilized with a bullshit war. Yeah, but I think they were talking about before with uh, the guys in charge of what they were doing. <sighs> I mean, this is the first time we made it on the list. That's all bad it's got. Here, here's the thing, though. Can I be Can I be honest? We should have been on the list a long time ago. Let's be clear. The way it was, look, when I was in college in 2010, working on my bachelor's and stuff like that, and I, you know, obviously social, social science, I learned that um, the black maternal, like the infant mortality, infant mortality rate for black women and the infant mortality or and the maternal no the infant mortality rate for black kids and the maternal mortality rate for black women and that's not even counting our indigenous sisters it's like fucking high as shit like we were like black women it basically america's never never been safe for black women ever so i think that just based on and that's and it's never been safe for native american women and it's never been safe for any indigenous, you know, uh, woman, to be fair. So I guess what I'm saying is what fucking took them so long? Oh, I guess now. Oh, what happened? Oh, you know what it was? It was that some bourgeois woman, some rich woman came in and were like me too. And that's what got us on the motherfucking list. Not the stunning amount of abuse that women of color have ever had to go through in this fucking country. We should have been on the list. A hundred times by now, <laughs> like we should have, we should have been a constant on that fucking list, just by, by virtue of how we treat women of color. And it's funny when you tell people that. I guess I just want. I'm just. I'm trying to figure out when people are going to realize that uh, we're living in a fucking shithole. Right. It's supposed to be a first world country, a first world quote unquote, a first world country, but we have. We're literally actually a third world country. It's like PR is keeping us. Like behind the makeup, the Mac Force Field, mm-hmm. as Nick Ritchie would call them, birds without a makeup. Um, this bitch has pimples, pox, fucking <laughs> bad skin, blackheads. It is <laughs> like, it is a mess, right? It is not moisturized. It's got wrinkles. Like, it's bad. So, it's skin tags the whole nine yards. So, like, that's, this is a shit on. I feel like we're living in hell every day. So, uh, granted, I don't ever want to take away from people who live in, a th- in, in again, quote-unquote, third-world countries. Um, because in, I know this country is making their life a living hell. But, um, you know, knowing that and having to still be here just sucks. Because I'd just rather be fighting. I'd, be rather, I'd rather be fighting Babylon from, like, outside of, you know, outside. Not from in the belly of the beast, I guess. I don't want to be there. But, um yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe my goal of us, you know, getting a GoFundMe to go live in uh, somewhere else, anywhere but here, 
will work. Mm. When they went, like, one anti-communist dude was like, oh, why don't you go live in Venezuela or um, Cuba. or Cuba or something? And I was like, well, I would love for that. Can you donate? Like, I'm trying to get out of here. Of course, he was like, well, of course, it's a communist that wants money. And mm. I was like, well, if you're going to offer, why don't, who offers and won't put that on the table? If you're offering, if you're trying to tell me that I should leave your offering, I'm going to take you up on your offer, pay for it. <laughs> or I'm just going to stay and make communism attractive to your grandchildren. <laughs> Either way, I win. Um, so that's where we're at with that. Moving forward, um, I don't know if you saw that cop that went ahead and decided that he was going to put his his gun in front of the kids' faces. Which one? You know that he was, he, they were like, number one, he was abusing the kid that he had up against, on the ground against the yeah. gate. You know about the Hispanic cop? Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny to me because at the end of the day, that whole idea of like, oh, we need more representation just kind of flies right out the fucking window with yeah, that. Yeah. And then the chief of police. The guy looks way overweight. He looked way out of. Uh, of course, he's. That's why he's salty. He looked unprepared for what was going to happen. Yes. And it was lucky his gun didn't go off. He's a whole ass bitch. Imagine me. I'm. That's. You see what? Look. Okay. You're a whole ass bitch. Imagine. Number one, my own mom would never be ever afraid of a gaggle of kids. That like some little kids. Number one, the belt would fly out immediately. She wouldn't even need a gun. Matter of fact, the cussing that she would give them, the righteous West Indian cussing that my grandmother and my great or my mom and my grandmother would give. These children would have been enough. That's why I'm saying real G's don't need to pull out their guns like this. You can just go ahead and handle your situation. And how like how can, how afraid I can't imagine. I wish I would be afraid of a gaggle of kids. Dead ass. All right, that's not gonna happen, especially as a mom. Like my like my belt game is strong. Uh, okay, so I'm not <laughs> my chancleta game is strong. <laughs> so like I'm just flip flop game. Flip flop game is them the slippers, the slippers. It's strong. Okay, so I just don't understand that. So I just feel like they put him on this dude. Fire his dumb ass. Clearly the guy has an issue, and then the other cops come in and then they drag the mom, and then the other brother. For saying that it's all good, they're gonna go ahead and get them. And I just feel like, okay, well, now if they roll up on your wife and kids while they're in the middle of the street and beat the shit out of them, right? Yeah. Now, now we're, you see, I just feel like when you do shit like that, the only way people are going to learn, and this is just from history, is when you turn around and, 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 and give them a taste of their own medicine. When people are, when these officers are deathly afraid, for their lives, motherfuckers are less likely to shoot because they're wondering, okay, will the next bullet hit me? You see what I'm saying? So it's just, oh, it's just pathetic. Like I wake up, I'm like, okay, this is the country I live in. I live in a country where cops kill children um, while they're asleep. I live in a country where they kill children while they're playing with toy weapons. Um, I live in a country where there are point guns at kids. They have them in concentration camps. They have concentration camps. Um, and we welcome Nazis from the Ukraine. Right. While they're actively doing Nazi shit in their home countries. Like killing and exterminating Roma people. And that's not counting all the other uh, minorities from, um, you know, the Middle East that are starting to feel it. 
that's that's what I live in. But then I guess I feel like if they were honest about that and be like, yes, we are an evil empire, welcome, <laughs> then I could at least be like, okay, they're admitting this and I just have to find a way out of here. But they're lying and like they're like, no, we respect uh, democracy and we want unity and, and democracy and and we're the land of the free and the brave, you know, and, and, and democracy and all that stuff. And it's like, I feel like just the lie makes it so much harder to, um, to tolerate. <sighs> Madness. I feel like playing that song from Saturday Night Live where they were like, this welcome to hell. You're something or whatever with Cersei Ronan and like, um, Maddie, what's her face? And Kate, Kate, McKinnon, and it was yeah. just like, Welcome to hell, you're gonna something or <laughs> And I was like, Oh my god, it's the song of the entire, yeah, it's the song of that. Speaking of which, um, yes, it's very important for you to know that there were actual Nazis from the Ukraine who were visiting the United States who were speaking at a state sponsored event that was basically not just conservative, but liberals were there, conservatives were there. And um, Ains, who had worked under the Obama presidency, when confronted with the fact, with the evidence that the speaker, the Ukrainian speaker, uh, Andrei Paribi, um, Andrei Paribi was a Nazi. They were just like, it was funny. You got to hear it. He was like, oh, no, um, he's just a conservative nationalist. Oh Lord! But he's not a neo-fascist or a Nazi. What you just said—that he was a conservative nationalist, which is another word for a goddamn Nazi. I'm just gonna put it like I'm just gonna put it like that, right? So, and then there's evidence that the guy's a freaking Nazi. So that just kind of goes to show you this guy. When people think of the good old days with the Obama administration and the good old days, yeah, right with the Obama administration and all of that stuff, these people were working with their, these people actively have no moral compass. They didn't have one. They didn't suddenly lose it. They never had it to begin with. And now we're, so, I guess I'm looking at him in a whole new light. Basically, if you go to bed with dogs and you wake up with fleas. So I'm just looking at, basically Obama went to bed with a whole lot of dogs. Mm. So that's where we're at. Um, Meanwhile, the, I guess, several intelligence agencies called Antifa a terrorist organization or domestic terrorist. Domestic terrorist organization. Domestic terrorist organization. But we're letting actual Nazis come and speak. And paying them for it, too. Mm -hmm. Or at least giving them, I mean, they're paying them in some way. The nice hotels, you know, you know, you know what it is. You know what it is. Um, in other jam news, um, I don't know how to take this, but I just kind of feel, and put it out there, I feel incredibly betrayed by uh, Jesus and Meryl moving over to um, Showtime. Moving over to Showtime. You mean they sold out? I feel like they sold out big time on this. I feel like they sold out. Now, granted, Vice Land is a sinking ship. I haven't read the article, but I guess it is a sinking ship. I do remember a brother who was working as a production assistant wrote about Viceland or Vice in general. Um, we're working for like Vice News. Just the organization is just toxic as fuck, according to allegedly, according to these people. I'm just gonna say I believe everyone that's black, 
So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to these uh, workplace allegations, because I've been there and, um, you know, nobody believed me when I was telling the truth. So I understand that. But then they couldn't go over to like Netflix or Hulu. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Is Spike still a thing? Uh, Spike TV, yeah. Yeah. USA. I mean, I don't know. FX. 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 Or IFC. Yeah. Wherever they had stupid ass Portland yeah, and that other show. Um, yeah, Portland was pretty raunchy. Yeah. Yeah. Who else has like another like uh, some nice. FX would do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't they like say risky it. stuff on FX. But I'm not gonna pay ten dollars for a show. Extra time. just to watch one show, yeah. Yeah. Penny Dreadful isn't even on anymore. I'm not trying to do this. If Penny Dreadful right. were still a thing, I would be like, okay, we got two shows. Let's make it work. Um, but, but it's just them. Eh. And what's it gonna be? An hour? Is it gonna be a half hour still? And I it's think, only once a week. Yeah, once a week. So is it gonna be five hours? And what are you gonna do? Like, that's a lot of content. That's a lot that happens in one week. Yeah, we they've done the weekly show and every one of them has been canceled remember hmm. VH1 used to have I love the whatever the week or whatever mm-hmm. oh yeah best week ever best week ever it had a moment though I mean it, it had a did, moment but it died out well because you can get all the information like you have to be yeah. pretty dynamic to break down information um that's old that's old and make it like fresh and new again and I, I like I don't know I think they can, but I think what if they keep the format, I don't know. Like, I just noticed that with when they were on Viceland, when they first came out the gate, I feel like they were very, like, they did not give a fuck about white tears or white feelings. or nah, that's why they were they anti Exactly. Which was funny. Well, yeah, exactly. Which, like, I remember when I first saw that, I was like, oh, snap. But now, like, I noticed that, you know, as they got, like, the more popular they got and the less niche the guests were. And the more mainstream the guests were, right? Like they had what? Um, they had what's his face? Motherfucking Kenny McBride, Walter Goggins, Danny McBride. Yeah, uh, Danny McBride, Walter well, Goggins. Goggins. You know, it's just kind of odd. Yeah, and I mean, and I'm glad like those interviews weren't the, like bad or anything, but like, like you know, I just feel like for them to get to that level, they had to like I feel like they made concessions and and not giving a fuck and like. <laughs> The way they used to by, you know, calling white people Yakubians and like roasting like whiteness. Like I feel like right out the gate. And I think you and me really like this about the show is the way they roasted whiteness. Right. Um, you know, and settler culture. And um, they just gave no fucks in like a relatable That's way. That's what was nice about it. And then well, they stopped so doing funny. it. Yeah. And then they, I feel like they started to like, I don't know, like. I don't know. Like they turned away from it more, and I'm just like, why? And I and I just I'll never forget the comment by the white dude on um on their Facebook page uh last year where he was like, Man, why do they have to call us uh 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 racial slurs or something? You know, I like the show, but that's kind of offensive. And I was like and I feel like maybe as they got more popular, right, they had more of those fans come in and then fuck it up for everybody else. Yep. Which again, I yeah, feel like. Have you guys say any Kubians? Yes, yes. Our, our, our white viewership has increased by 63%. But we, uh, we notice that every time you uh, say the word Kubian, uh, 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 the numbers, uh, ratings drop. So we're going to need you to go in and stop doing that shit right now so that we can go in and keep the, uh, keep the numbers going. And that's basically where we're at. So, I mean, I wish them luck. I'm going to definitely still rock with the podcast. I think the podcast. Yeah, even funny. Yeah. Even when the episodes were weak, the, the, the podcast is pretty consistently funny, I think. 
Um, I didn't. It, I feel like it grew on you. Yeah, I didn't like. I don't really like podcasts. Well, maybe yeah. they can give T.S. Madison and whoever she has oh. T.S. Madison, you know, from Queens Court. Maybe they can give her a show. Give her a motherfucking show with uh, Tiffany Pollard or um, God, I don't know who else is. She's done it with a couple of other people, but Tiffany Pollard, I think, is the best one that has the most chemistry with her. Give them a show, and or um, yeah, give them a show, and let's go from there. I'm I'm looking for that, but it's almost like what's the point in in watching Vaxxan without these Samara? I love Action Bronson, but I was here for Ancient Aliens, not them eating all, all that. Flesh all the oh, goddamn yeah. time. So, I miss Aliens. Oh man, I love that fucking show. I wanted to have it on like DVD. That shit was mad funny. It it, was. When you were stoned, that shit was mad funny. Maybe you put that shit on like uh, Netflix or Hulu or something. I remember they were giving Big Body best a motherfucking haircut. Big Body doesn't have any fucking hair. Yeah. <laughs> they were giving him a lot of like, like for the fuzz that was like ingrowing, yeah. like. <laughs> That dude was working like he made the haircut look like it was the most like intense fucking haircut. I was like, this guy ain't got no goddamn hair. <laughs> Shit. Well, we could we wish them the best of luck. All I know is that if we ever pop, we're not fucking standing on. We damn sure aren't going to showtime. And if we do, we're gonna be like, look, bitches, these are the regulations gonna have to be hella working class still and hella this. And if we have to change anything, we're not going anywhere. So, because fuck the money. I don't want to be out here censoring myself. That's sad. Then it becomes a job. Yeah, you just you notice they kind of sold out like the next. I said something to you before they made the announcement, didn't I? They, mm-hmm. they were sounding a lot more white. Yeah, they were definitely more sensitive to their viewers. Yes, and they weren't as uh, harsh on y- young Yakubians, as mm-hmm. I like to say. I remember when you were like, what's a Yakubian? It was like, Lord Jesus. No, I was laughing though. I was like, yeah, I was like, what's a Yakubian? And I was like, what the hell? And I was like, damn. I remember at first you were like, well, that is kind of racist. And I was like, but, let us have this shit. But I was like, it's funny as shit though. <laughs> it is funny. After I have to explain it to that's you. That's some Scientology shit. The right story, there. right? I mean, it's hard. Like, how can you even be offended? The story's fucking wild. That's some Scientology shit. That's like some L. Ron Hubbard wrote that for that guy. That literally screamed L. Ron Hubbard. Yeah. Gave this guy a script. It's here. a fucking horror. Like, Turned I am the Dr. Moreau. Bro, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is some. Like, this is some serious L. Ron Hubbard shit. I laugh reading that shit. I was like, this is wild. Like, because you know what it is? Like, who thought this shit up? And yes. And who got people to believe it? And why? That's what's But crazy. I feel like it was needed at the time for, like, black people back then to decolonize their minds and, like, really get out from under white supremacy, which represent. Because I'm reading Asada's book, and, like, I remember she said, like, this really sweet, like, super sweet Love the shit out of her, like, or was in love with her, like, chivalrous, generous kid in her middle school had a crush on her. But, like, the other kids gave her shit because he was black. So, finally, one, like, black, as in, like, dark skin. Yeah. And finally, one day, she was like, you know, we're walking together. He's like, would you be my girlfriend? I really like you. Like, he had given her flowers. He was leaving flowers at her window every day. And she really liked him. She kind of liked him back, too. But she was like, hell no. And he was like, why? She was like, well, because you're black and ugly. Yes. If you guys can see Rickety Cricket's face again. Yes, she said that shit. And it's like... Who was this? Asada Shakur. Who's that? Remember she? Remember the lady in Cuba, babe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, remember Asada? Her name is Joanne Jessimard. Her Well, her government. 
Butch, her name, she's changed her name to Asada Shukri. That's what we call her now. And, um, yeah, so just reading about that shit had me just, I was like, God damn. <laughs> so imagine, you know, they like, they play such a role. I feel like, yes, even it's, it is like, it's not okay. Like the, the story is really like, we're not here for, you know, as a communist, I don't want to hear any of that shit. I don't want supremacist dribble from anybody, but I recognize the importance that that tale as highly problematic and fucked up as it is played because I feel like black people back then really needed to question white supremacy's infallibility and like the like the so-called this PR campaign about whiteness being great and white being right by this story. And I think it's hard to think white is right when you think of people be like walking around on all fours like animals. Like it's hard. It's hard to be like, this is yes, they're better than me. When you have this imagery of you know white people swinging from rafters uh, freaking swinging from trees and like walking on all fours and eating and squatting and f- being filled, mm. like leaving filth everywhere. Lord Jesus. The story though, it's, it really does read out of the Island of Dog Tomorrow. It has a lot of it's pretty funny. Yeah. It has a lot of similarities to that story. I really feel like whoever came up with it was like, let's make it a black version. <laughs> uh, yeah, that does not sound like someone. Yeah. That sounds like some shit. Whatever weed they were on, I just feel like I want to be down. There were drugs they were taking, Jesus. Right? That's what I'm trying to... I'm trying to be down with that. I'm trying to be down with that. So, yeah. Uh, good luck to them and everything like that. I, there's really nobody else out there like them, though. I damn sure won't listen to Charlamagne. He's a fucking punk. Hmm. And, like, there's really nobody else. I don't really want to listen to, like, the younger millennial shows. Like, uh, I think it was, well, like, the one with DJ sucks. Academics. I don't care about anything he has to say. So, so. I hope they keep their Cast because I'm not paying money for Showtime. I'm sorry. damn sure I'm not paying some money for Showtime. But I already paid money for FA, or, um, Vice. I feel I feel irritated that uh, I feel irritated that fucking Vice Land fucked this up for us. I feel like they had enough money to give them, and I feel like if it wasn't for the way the the company is supposed, you know, allegedly being run, and if the money was right, they would have stayed. Clearly, the money and or the way the company was being run wasn't good enough, and they jumped ship. Well, you should have known for the money. The network was going to shit when they gave that girl that slut of her show. And right. I was like, this show is number one. She didn't hardly have anybody of color and she didn't have like other bodies on there, like different, different bodies or people with different abilities or anything like that from what I saw in every promotion. And that was enough. Like, I feel like if you're going to, if your show was inclusive, um, and you genuinely want, genuinely wanted that you would center that in, in, in the previews. And she clearly that wasn't present. So I didn't need to see anymore. I didn't need to give her any views. And, um, yeah. Um, I mean, that's what the network is giving us. No wonder they're going straight to shit. So, um, you know what? It is getting super fucking late. And I think that's going to be, um, it for our special edition of Run the Means. Mm-hmm. That is um, all about Jib Jab, just random, 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 random shit. Um, oh, you know what, guys? While you're at it, definitely make sure that you try and check into like joining uh, your local socialist organization, whether it's DSA or um, um, PSL, which is a party for socialism and I think liberty. Awesome party from what I heard if you can get a fucking hold of them. Um, and the reason I say that is because we had a situation where our trash bin was being removed by our landlord over some bullshit. 
um, where we were protesting in our own way, basically just the trash not being taken out by the company they force us to use. And, um, you know, just letting, this is the second time where just letting a capitalist entity or its spokesperson or its representative know that you have that backing from your organization. Like, you know, I can take this. This is who I'm affiliated with. I can study this. And based on my information and my organ, or, you know, my organizing, I know that these are the recourses I have. I, you know, it's incredible what happens when um, you do that. So my PSA for today our, or our PSA for today is check out your local DSA, check out your local PSL, check out your local socialist alternative. Um, if you don't have anything else around, um, in your neighborhood and stuff like that. Um, cause you know, I'm more of a, I'm more of a Leninist. So I have obviously some, um, differences of opinion with socialist alternative, alternative, which is more Trotskyist. But um, at the end of the day, look, check out either one of those three. Um, I can't speak for everyone else, but find one of the Wobblies, IWW, or um, the Workers' World Party if it is a good branch. I know that their Baltimore branch has issues with sexual assault. Um, But yeah, definitely check out one of those organizations because definitely when these people see that the working class is affiliated and they have support, they genuinely fall back a lot. You're not, now not everyone's going to fall back. Not everyone's, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying it's a bill, but I'll tell you what, it's a hell of a lot better than going up on your own. So um, get affiliated now, join an organization um, and don't try and think electoralism is going to, going to fix it. I get so tired of seeing these people talking about, I'm going to vote them out. We know fucking well you're not going to do shit. <laughs> we know. <laughs> That's not going to fucking do it. Because if voting if voting at work, we would have already been had free health care, free college, and uh, equality. Okay? Right. So if voting at work, then we wouldn't be in this fucking position in the first place. So that's just my two cents. Get affiliated. All right. Check us out. You can go ahead and check out Run the Means on Twitter at Run the Means Pod. You can check us out, or you can check me out personally at um, Exo Tanky Things on uh, Twitter. You can also follow us on a fuck ton of different platforms because we're everywhere now. We're on Spotify, Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Overcast. We're on Pocket Cast. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Anchor FM. We're on Radio Public. We're on a ton of different platforms um, all the time and adding new ones all the time. Thanks to a uh, shout out to Anchor FM. So make sure that you follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Um, share the episodes so that people know that you're listening to this wacky bunch of uh, wild and crazy guys, communists and uh, socialists here on um on um, Run the Means. And check us out. We'll be back next week with our regular episode complete with Capitalism Works and Devon Get Tanks and all that other good shit. And thanks for listening to our special edition of Run the Means uh, Run the Means um, OG Jib Jab episode. Oh, you know what? I feel bad. Like, the whole point of addressing this, I'm just gonna go ahead and, like, put this here because fuck it. So last week <laughs> people are like, wait, what the fuck? Um, I'm not going to repeat that shit. So this is kind of like a PS and then like an extra addendum to the episode. So I had been, I, I had to put this on my Twitter, right? Occasionally I say things that people like and find retweetable and that's, and that's really nice. And I'm glad that people like this shit I do. 
But at the end of the day, like, don't fucking follow me to, like, unfollow me or follow me to, like, like have me block me. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go. I don't check it often. I don't. But what I'll do is, like, once a month or something or once every two months or something like that. It's been sometimes it's, like, more than that. Because um, I just don't think about it or give a shit. Um, but, like, once in a while, like, I just want to make sure, like, because sometimes you interact with people that used to interact before all of a sudden the interactions are drier. Maybe people you saw all the time, you don't see them anymore. So you're just like, oh, okay, let me just go to who.unfollow.me and um, kind of figure <laughs> figure out, you know, what's going on and who unfollowed you and stuff like that. Because I don't want to say I'm petty, but, like, I just feel like I'm not going to be out here follow Like, 90% of the time, I don't follow someone first. I'm minding my own business. Um... And when I follow people, I don't, first, I don't really give a shit if they follow me or not. I'd prefer if they don't follow me. I just rather follow them. Um, but, um, you know, if people follow me or whatever, that's one thing. But then, like, so like people, like these people who had followed me, like from two different accounts over the years, like I went and I was like, what the fuck happened here? You know, and then I went to we to make sure because, you know, sometimes these things glitch and no, it said that I was either blocked or something. So I was like, what could I have said? When I realized I had not paid attention to these people at all. <laughs> mm. Like, I was like, <clears throat> like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not, <clears throat> it doesn't make me any, never, like, it don't, don't make me no never mind. Because at the end of the day, like, I did not interact with them enough to know what their, like, politics or whatever. So I had to go, like on like sign out or whatever and see I was like just out of curiosity like you know what did I not notice because I never I, I follow a lot of people so a lot of times I just you know just I don't see the, their posts okay one was a liberal so they clearly must have gotten upset about my tankier post so I was like oh it's no great loss it's a fucking liberal <laughs> I was like bye and then the other one I was like some resting account or like two or resting accounts or whatever but, like, the guys were mad sort of chauvinist. And, like, I think what they wanted to do was just try to, like, like tr just be, like, some fucking creeps. So I was like, oh, this is fine. So it's just strange to me. Like, like I've never not been extreme in my views for, uh, some, for, the, for, for like, the, the, for the mainstream. And I mean extreme, like, not mainstream. So, like, just don't follow me. It's fine if you don't. You can like interact with tweets, bookmark the page or something. I'm really okay if you don't follow me, right? But if you follow me and then unfollow me and after all these years and so I'm going to assume that you're a fucking weirdo and that you were trying to groom me for something weird and, and didn't work out. And uh, you just want to like one guy was always like liking, 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 liking everything I said. And I feel like eventually, like, I don't think he noticed, but I think he may have finally saw one of the tweets where I was like, oh, I have somebody that I'm with. Right. Like I'm married. And then he, he was like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> and then left. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because like everything, even the more, you know, uh, tanky tweets he was all about. So it's like, what possibly Maybe it was my tweets about, you know, not being pro-black if you're a black capitalist or, you know, me going against black liberals or whatever. But, like, I just feel like, I don't know, it was just strange to me to see those particular people. And it's strange. I don't unfollow people first. Um, I usually vet the person. I If you follow me or I see you, I'm going to check your profile. I'm going to go through a couple of your tweets. And then if I see anything in there that's going to irritate me, once I don't follow 
if I see everything on there and I'm like, hmm, I like what I see. This person is pretty consistent in this view. I'm going to follow and I'm going to keep it there. And then if you get irritated, I, I mute or whatever. But like, I don't really, you know, so yeah, don't really follow me. Mm-hmm. Just if you want to see the tweets, that's all I guess I'm getting at. If you want to see the freaking tweets, by all means, just bookmark the page on your phone or whatever. But I really don't care if you follow me. I'd actually prefer if you didn't, because I'm one of those people who likes a very small amount of people. I don't, I don't, I don't want you to feel like I care if you're disappointed in me or not, because I don't. So I just prefer if you don't follow. All right, all right, but yeah. <laughs> but do follow us on Run the Mean Spot. That one is just, just Weird. yeah. <laughs> all right, <laughs> and that's the end of this episode. We'll see you guys next week. A river dirty. Bye. Money, money, drugs. Shout out to The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.